The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. And here, I got to tell you this, here's another junk email which makes me wonder if there's something wrong with me or if some people really are crazy. And this, this junk email says, See me in my bedroom getting undressed at and such and such a website. Now, tell me if you think anyone who sends you an email like that is crazy. Yes, tell me. I, I want to know what you think of this kind of email. Suppose I sent you an email that said, Hey, humble here. See me in my bedroom getting undressed. If I were to send it and you were to look at it, don't you think most people would believe that both of us were crazy? Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> Isn't he clever? <laughs> Harry Allen, of course. Now that you've had a chance to think about it, you can probably tell me why people do some of the terrible, stupid things they do. They get positive reinforcement from their friends, of course, when they do bad things. If you see a girl sitting in the sun until she turns black, you know, even though she knows that sun will make her old and wrinkled before her time, and perhaps even give her cancer, you know it's because some of her friends have told her how great she looks when her skin is all burnt from the sun. A woman will jam her feet into a narrow pair of high-heeled shoes and be uncomfortable all day and destroy her feet. You know she'll do it just because from time to time someone tells her that she looks good. I've always been amazed, probably you have too, I've always been amazed that people will undergo real physical pain or destroy their health if someone tells them it's the thing to do. Now, to be fair, i got to be fair here, I am, you know this, I am a conscientious hedonist, so I'm into pleasure and not pain. Oh, some people will do things if they think it moves them up a rung or two on the social ladder. Speaking of which, why do you listen to this show?
Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me every week at this time, right here on your favorite station, playing old-fashioned music just for you. You probably remember seeing this on the news. A man who worked with a bear was killed by the bear. And you'll also recall that a few years ago, a man who lived with wild bears was even eaten by wild bears. And... Not long after that, a man who loved sharks and other dangerous denizens of the deep, well, he came to a sudden and much publicized end when one of them turned on him. You and I know that there are wild and uncontrollable creatures on this planet that may be toyed with for a while, but any time they're likely to turn on you. And yet, Every day you and I hear of yet one more friend who plans to get married. Thank you. 
Harry Allen, Joe Cohn, Chuck Riggs on drums. If it makes any difference to you, I usually don't tell you who's playing. Don't really need to know, do you, to enjoy it? And here is a very interesting word from my friend Sony down Eastport. Sony lives in Eastport. This may warrant rumination. You've heard of vegetarians. Everybody's heard of vegetarians. But I learned, according to Sony, some people are opportunivores. I like that word because I am a long-time opportunivore. Single men are probably all opportunivores. When I lived alone between the ages of 34 and 54, I was a full-time opportunivore. People who have never had to prepare their own meals for 20 years, well, they have no idea of what a great feast a peanut butter sandwich is to an opportunivore. Opportunivores will always be welcome in my home, come when you will. I would be the first person to admit that opportunivores should even have their own special week every year.
And I don't remember of ever hearing that bass mic that strong before. I wonder if CDs play different every time you play them. Is it possible there's a track on there that was so strong with that bass? I don't remember of hearing the bass that strong before. Are you hearing words that you never heard before? Well, of course, this can happen from time to time, quite often perhaps if you're in graduate school and perhaps every day if you're even younger. But now, even some of us old folks who can still remember back when Americans could get decorated for shooting a fascist, we are hearing words we never heard before. These words usually pop up in the 30-second breaks that infest our favorite TV shows. They are compound words or multisyllabic words. And when you hear people saying these words, colorful butterflies on the screen, you know, they flutter around in flower beds. You've already guessed, perhaps, that these words describe diseases. They are diseases that you had never heard of before, but now when they list the symptoms, your jaw drops and you know your days are numbered. So why do they open the door to this pantheon of unprecedented afflictions? Only by inventing a new disease can they sell you a pill that will cure it.
boop, boop, boop. Alcone tune, it says on the jacket. Alcone tune. And that was his son, Joe Cone, playing guitar there. How many times got I ask you this? Ooh, I got to thank you first for listening to The Humble Farmer, you know. With any luck at all, you can hear me every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station playing old-fashioned music just for you. Thank you for listening. I am The Humble Farmer. If you haven't heard this show in years and you've just discovered it again, love to hear from you. I am the humble farmer gmail.com. How many times? How many times have you been working on a project when some let me show you boy looks over your shoulder and offers advice? It might be a next door neighbor, might might be a cousin that's always hanging out. You know what happens if you're not careful? It is not long before he has pushed you aside and has taken the burden of the entire project upon his own shoulders. It's usually about that time that you notice that there is an alarming one-to-one correlation between a let-me-show-you-boy's ineptitude and his eagerness to help you. playing Copenhagen. Speaking of Copenhagen, I, I bought that CD in Madrid 15, 20 years ago. Now, now I'm going to let you in on a secret. This is something that most people on the radio don't do for you. 
I let you know, you know I have no secrets from you. I want you to know how I do things. I got this word in here, the caste system. C-A-S-T-E, pronounced, if it was chaste, she is chaste. C-A-S-T-E, you'd think that would be chaste too. But now you know you can go online and type in a word and say how to pronounce it. And a little word, a little uh, mechanical voice will say, apprehension apprehension. So you can listen to the word three, four times, hear how to pronounce it correctly. And I learned how to pronounce this word, C-A-S-T-E. It's pronounced cast. And so I went through all that trouble just for you so I could pronounce this word correctly when I tell you this rant. Are you ready? And I want you to appreciate this rant even more because I went through all that trouble for you. When my father married my mother, he was Marianne's husband. And he stayed Marianne's husband until he became Sonia's father. For his entire life, for his entire life, my father was a non-entity. Now, I thought I had done better than my father until recently when I realized that I have fallen lower than Marianne's husband or Sonia's father. In fact, I have dropped as low as it is possible to drop in the caste system here in America today. There's a name for American untouchables. When we work in big box stores, we are called associates.
You know, if you're an old musician, you can, you think of certain songs, you hear certain songs and it reminds you of the people you used to play those songs with. There are some songs you had to play over and over and over that you got so sick of playing them. <laughs> and you can remember standing, waiting for the night to be over so you could go home, but you still had to play ten more minutes. Oh, my word. That song there, uh, Idaho, I used to play with Muriel, the Midcoast Monster. Muriel was a piano player about five foot tall, and she had very fast fingers. I think she ran off and joined an all-girl band when she was 16, so she had, a, she had a lot of jobs for what she did. We had a lot of fun playing that, Idaho. Ooh, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, I'm here every week at this time, right here on your favorite radio station, playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. We all have things that we can do, you know that. And there are other things that we cannot do. Perhaps an adult might be defined as a person who knows what he can do and what he can't do and isn't afraid to tell people when he can't do something. The email I recently received said, Humble, don't you remember what I thought of as plan A? <laughs> of course I don't remember anything about plan A. Now, because I'd like you to learn a little bit more about me, if you're a new radio friend, you might listen closely to the reply I sent to this person. Please realize that I don't remember much of anything. My talent is not in remembering, but in synthesizing that which I have recently heard and, it, and presenting it to my radio friends as original material. Thank you.
Lesta. You know these things. You know a lot more about that than I do, Count Basie. And perhaps that was, was Lesta. Table manners, that's one thing I do know. Cha table manners are changing in this country. They're changing fast. It's getting so that if you want someone to feel comfortable when they come to your house for supper, you serve them in paper plates on a plastic tray with plastic forks and a paper cup. Without even thinking, they'll get up when they've finished, dump the paper and plastic into a big barrel, throw their tray on a pile next to the barrel, and leave. But the only thing that'll remain the same as the good old days is the absence of a tip.
This is about the quickest hour I've put in in a long time. Thank you for hanging in here with me. If you tuned in late, you're listening to The Humble Farmer. If you tuned in early, you're still listening to The Humble Farmer, for which I am grateful. You're probably the only person listening right now, so I'd like to know who you are. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Tell me where you're here in this program, whether it's Machias, Rockland, New York City, who knows, Hopswell, who knows where it runs, I don't know. A friend of mine has a very impressive television server. It has somewhere between 500,000 channels. I don't know exactly how many. There's a lot of them. I I clicked through them just for fun, and guess what? There wasn't one program out there out of hundreds of channels that I wanted to watch. There was nothing there, not one. Now, at home, Marsha and I have Roku. Roku is different. You can watch YouTube on your Roku. And on YouTube, I can watch endless lectures by college professors on any topic you can imagine. There's no longer an excuse for being ignorant. I can hear any kind of music that appeals to me. I can hear concerts by any kind of music by top musicians. One morning I heard the people on the news talking about a football game that they called the Super Bowl that they'd been, they played this thing the day before. So I called my friend Julian. And I says, Julian, did you watch this Super Bowl thing? And Julian says, yes, I did. And I said, Julian, what happened at the Super Bowl? And Julian said, I fell asleep. You know, this is good, isn't it? What else is television for? 